Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you. Today's podcast comes from our weekly Facebook Live broadcast called Weekday Chat. To tune in live and interact with us online, join us during your lunch on Facebook, Wednesdays at noon. Enjoy today's podcast. Hey, everybody. Uh, Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. In lieu of our normal Thursday prayer time, we're going to be doing something a little bit different uh, today and next Thursday as well. Uh, Just with everything going on in our country and as we prepare to reopen the building and begin gathering again for worship, uh, we thought it would be important just to have some conversations about unity and what unity includes, what it doesn't include, because there's so many different opinions and viewpoints and issues of conscience going around in our country right now. So uh, I wrote a blog this last week about it. Steve will write one this next week, and we're just going to discuss those this Thursday and next Thursday with you to talk about how to be unified as a church in the midst of this really divisive time in our Yeah, and we're starting a new sermon series in August on dangerous prayers, and the first one is unity, Mm -hmm. because there is so much out there, right? Stanley Jones a long time ago said, if you talk to somebody about what you believe, You'll, that'll lead to disunity. Mm. If you pre, if you talk about who you believe in, it will always lead to unity. Mm. And I love that, that, that Jesus is the one who binds us together. We sing about that, yes. but we need to learn to practice it. Luke, I loved your blog. I hope you've had time to read the blog. If you haven't, make sure you do, because there's just some good challenges in here and some things to think about. And, you know, Luke, one of the things that you were talking about here is, th- is this great danger of division. First, just just comment about that. Why why should unity be such a prime thing that we're working on? Absolutely. Well, I mean, the Bible describes the church as the body of Christ, right? right? And so if, if we are divided as a church, then we're literally dividing Christ's body here on earth. And yes. in John 17, Jesus prays that we would be unified and says that when the church is unified, then the world will know that Jesus came from God. And yes. so that if we are divided as a church, we all know people who don't go to church. Why? Because Christians are hypocritical, right? Exactly we do, we, right. So, so so this is more than just whether or not you and I agree and can get along. This is about the picture of God that we are showing a world. Exactly. So. And, you know, it's a crime when someone dismembers a body. Mm-hmm. And it's a crime against the body of Christ when we do not take seriously unity in the body, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so you bring up in your blog about our background as a restoration movement. There was a time when there were pockets of people who were just troubled that there was so much division in the body of Christ by names, Mm -hmm. Lutherans and Methodists and Presbyterians. And there were were pockets of people in Europe as well as in our country as well. And they bumped into each other, and they realized that other people cared about that. Mm -hmm. And so out of this grew this restoration movement of which we're part. We want to restore the church not only to New Testament practices— and doctrine, but to New Testament spirit, yes. the spirit of being together and the joy of being together. And you mentioned the tension that our movement cares about, this healthy tension of unity and truth, yeah. that both are essential as we move forward. So let's let's focus on one first. Like, let's say that we're big on unity, not so much on truth. Now, mm-hmm. what's the danger of that? Well, the danger is, quite frankly, losing the truth and allowing sin into the body of Christ, which doesn't present a a positive view of Jesus to the world either. But um, Jesus certainly came to bring unity, but Jesus wasn't afraid to tell the hard truth to people because we don't want a unity that sacrifices the truth, that sacrifices biblical conviction. Our our call is to be holy as God is holy. And so if we sacrifice that in the name of all getting along or unity, that's that's kind of a false, shallow unity. Um, and, And the core thing is, like, we don't have to all 
agree to be unified. Unity doesn't mean uniformity. It means sharing a commonality in the truth of who Christ is. And so we got to cling to that truth as we pursue unity. Don't be stealing my sermon. I'm going to bring that up Sorry. a week from Sunday. Okay, okay well, I'll ax that now. Um, okay, let's go the other way. Let's go that that we are we are just major on truth yeah. and let the chips fall where they are, but I'm, I'm going to be a truth guy. Now, yeah. what's the danger of that if I go too far? We've all seen these people, right, who just say, I know the truth, and whether or not it's true or it's just their opinion, they just kind to come out with guns blazing and they bludgeon people over the head with truth. And it always, always, always leads to a spirit of division, a spirit of pride in the person who thinks that they're all right. And Jesus, by all means, said that he is the truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life. But he didn't come just beating people over the head. He was gracious. He welcomed people. He gave people time. And so uh, we shouldn't sacrifice love. Uh, The Bible says Jesus came full of grace and truth, not half of either, but all of both. It's such hard that's a hard thing to live out well, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah. One of our um, sort of mottos in the Restoration Movement, and I'm not sure even who first stated it. I think Did it was you? Augustine, maybe. Augustine, I maybe. I don't think it's unique. Uh, yeah, we'll say yeah, yeah, but not unique to us, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. In essentials, unity. Mm-hmm. In non-essentials, liberty. And in all things, love. Mm. So... I think probably we know some of those essentials are, but what would some of them be? Yeah, things that are the essentials that we'll never sacrifice on are, I'd say, anything that the Bible gives us as a very clear biblical command and mandate. We're not going to give up preaching God's word. We're not going to give up taking communion. We're not going to give up that you are justified by putting your faith in Jesus Christ and receiving his grace by obeying through being baptized. The whole lordship of Christ. Absolutely. We will never, never sacrifice those core things. What would you add as essentials? No, I think you've said it well, and I know that I know it's hard because sometimes even as a church you can be invited into more ecumenical things where mm-hmm. there's other kinds of faiths together and there are probably community things we could do like that mm-hmm. but when it comes to spiritual things we just can't agree we don't we don't worship the same God yeah. Allah is not the same as Yahweh yeah. he isn't um, our our whole faith is based on grace being saved by faith by grace through faith right just yes. like you said and so a works faith we can't we can't join with that in a spiritual sense absolutely um, but but our heart is for them and we love them and we we care about all people and we want to we want to love all people to Christ. So, non-essentials. What would be non-essentials where there's liberty? Yeah, certainly. And a lot of these would be perhaps matters of conscience or matters of opinion like how you vote and whether you're vegetarian or not. You know, it could be any number of things. And others are real core biblical issues that that we do try to do our best to discern what the Bible teaches, but they are still somewhat gray areas, things like uh, women's roles and how often do you take communion and and think like what 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 else would you say for non-essentials? Oh, there? I'd say even uh, how we measure worship and its effectiveness. We have lots of uh, different opinions on that. We have different opinions on dress Mm -hmm. in the assembly. The the Bible Bible says to dress modestly, but it doesn't define exactly what that is, and that changes really from culture to culture to some degree, not always. Um, um, There there would be the kinds of even programs we might have that our church ought to be doing this, you know, and other people say, no, our church ought to be doing this. We would all have different ideas and opinions about those things. I've heard it said that methods are many, principles are few. Methods always change, principles never do. Oh, so that's you, great. You've got to hold on to How do you remember all those little things? I don't know. I can't. <laughs> all right. Um, and even, you know, uh, when we were talking earlier, even among those that Jesus called to himself, I mean, it was a motley crew, yeah. wasn't it? You uh-huh. know, we have Matthew, who was a tax collector working for Rome. We had Simon, who was a zealot, who was all about overthrowing Rome. Imagine them having breakfast together. Mm-hmm. And then we have James and John, who want to destroy a whole town for their lack of receptivity to Jesus. Jesus uh, coins them sons of thunder. 
And yet, then John later is called the disciple whom Jesus loved. Well, did they all feel that mm-hmm. in Cincinnati? And what was their attitude toward John because of their closeness? Or Peter, James, and John, they were closer to Jesus than the others. Three times we have recorded in the Gospels that the disciples were arguing about who's the greatest. Yeah. But what changed them was the resurrection. As soon as they saw Jesus come alive after his death and resurrection, they put all that behind and they were about one thing. Yeah. And brothers and sisters, that's what we got to be about. We got to be about that one thing. So you mentioned it here about leading with love. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I was listening to a sermon recently on John chapter 4 where Jesus meets the woman at the well. And they have this fierce conversation. They're tackling some hard topics. They talk about sexuality and religion and, you know, everything you can imagine, gender issues, racism. Um, It's a hard conversation that they're having. And the preacher I was listening to said, imagine if this conversation would have happened on Facebook between Jesus and this woman. It would not have gone very well. But it did go well when they were face-to-face. Jesus was with this woman, a sign that he cared about her and loved her no matter what. And and I think it's incredibly important for us that when you're communicating with people online or you're not just trying to communicate your opinion— We want to communicate in as incarnational a way as possible, meaning go be present with that person. Go have coffee with them. Even if you're you're not comfortable uh, being close with them, give them a call instead of just typing out a rant on on Facebook or something. It's so, so, so important uh, that Jesus, Jesus, remember, he said that they will know we are Christians not by how right our opinions are or how well we can word things on Facebook. They'll know we are Christians by our love. And your attitude will always, always, always communicate more than the actual words that you're saying. Sometimes people ask me, you know, why don't you have a Facebook page? And frankly, I did have one, but I was, became so disappointed by my brothers and sisters and some of the things they shared on Facebook and the spirit in which it was shared. I didn't want to think poorly of people, and it was better for my spirit just to stay away. And that ought not mm-hmm. be, friends. You know, we ought, to, we ought to learn how to communicate in a, in a Christ-like fashion. You can still be convicted about things, mm-hmm. but we can say them graciously and kindly and have good listening ears as well, you know. Absolutely. So there's a lot to learn. I loved your closing illustration about President Lincoln, you know, is it mm-hmm. very good about his desire to move forward after the Civil War. And, and, if, a, and if, a, if, a, if a man in that position can do that and lead that, uh, certainly we can who are followers of Jesus Christ. Now, I read something. I, I talked about this in a sermon a few years ago. I love the story of former Supreme uh, Justice Scalia, who was a conservative, and then Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a liberal. And every year on her birthday, Judge Scalia would send her roses. And somebody asked Scalia, you know, how could you do that? You are poles apart. And he said, because I I don't attack people, I attack issues. Mm -hmm. He said, sometimes there are some really good people who have some really bad ideas. And if you don't know the difference, then you need to get another job. Mm. And I thought, you know, what a great spirit that is. I want to have that spirit. You know, I don't agree with everybody, but I can love people and I can embrace people. So this is my challenge for you. Is, Is there... You know, one one of the most one of the precious thing that we do on the Lord's Day is we partake of the emblems that represent the blood and body of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody in your life, mine, that I would refuse to share the emblems with who claim Jesus as Lord? Now, there's somebody you're not willing to do that with. That's a heart issue, 
and that needs to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. So let's lead the way together in this great tension of unity and truth. Thanks so much for the challenge, brother. I appreciate it. And let's begin today. Let's don't think in ideals. Let's say today, I am going to be a builder of people, and I'm going to live by God's truth, and I'm going to be a person that takes responsibility for, for creating and for maintaining this unity we have in Christ. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's our desire for you to grow in your understanding of Christ's love as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church or would like to plan a visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you would like to receive our podcast every week, we encourage you to subscribe to the Plainfield Christian Church podcast on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.